Okay, welcome to our podcast with uh, Gwen Cantwell of Boost OT Ireland. Gwen is an occupational therapist with over 20 years experience and extensive postgraduate training in a variety of settings and needs. She has developed extensive ADHD experience over her 16 years working in CAMS, supporting parents, children and teens with ADHD to make practical functional changes to boost their lives. Gwen joins us today to discuss how to support your child with ADHD in the return to school from her unique perspective as an OT and as a mother of a child with ADHD. Hi Gwen. Hi Anne, how are you? Thanks for joining us today for this chat. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. First of all, um, a lot of parents may have heard about um, occupational therapy, but some may not know exactly what it is. So maybe you could explain what occupational therapy is. Sure, absolutely. It's always a good place to start to know who you're talking to. But uh, occupational therapy is actually quite a difficult thing to synopsize in one sentence because it's so individual. We as occupational therapists try to look at the day-to-day functioning of the person. So trying to help support them within either changing what they do every day, um, whether that be kind of schoolwork or leisure or self-care or their sleep. But also we look at the person and all the kind of different talents and strengths and weaknesses and skills and abilities that they have. And so we try and support those areas. And we can also look at the environment, look at the relationships and the connections with other people, as well as the interaction with the physical environment. So it's really different and kind of unique dependent on the person, but overall very much driven by a philosophy that therapy occupational therapy is therapy by doing and that the doing that we use lots of activities and different kind of um, other way to actually do different stuff but when it comes to supporting a child with ADHD the doing part is really making small day-to-day practical changes in your everyday life and really that's up to you the person whoever is ready to make those changes Um, and so yeah for change to happen you're the one who has to make that change and I'm only a consultant guiding helping kind of providing ideas and tips and tools and all based on the latest research and evidence but really it's to try and guide you to make the best choices and and decisions to help you make those changes and so that's where kind of the boost OT Ireland concept for me has come from was to try and just I'm here just to boost you you everybody has their own innate talent and knowledge and ability and that my skill is just to try and kind of guide it and help you to make real really make a difference and to to make a real practical change within that. So it can look very different as occupational therapists working within CAMS. You know, it can be very different depending on the occupational therapist, but also depending on the the child and the needs and what are the issues and what are the the difficulties that you're having at the moment, as well as what are, um, you know, what are, are the goals that you have? What do you want to work on? What is it that you want to change? So that's as if it was working in CAMS that might be very different to somebody working in a hospital or somebody working in um other other aspects of it that OTs are across all the health the health services as well so yeah yeah and what do you think when parents can do best to support their ADHD child now in the return to school yeah I think Definitely my number one main biggest piece for parents is to really understand ADHD 
And that can, you know, that is something that can be quite overwhelming for some to really get to grips with it. But really know your child. You are the expert on your child. And when you understand ADHD deeply as to how it's affecting and impacting on what your child is doing and behaving and how they're responding. And when you start seeing the ADHD, you start to see its impact and that this isn't kind of the, the child's own personal difficulty or issue or they're not getting at you, they're having a hard time. They're not, um, they're being impacted by their neurological, biological disability, to, to quote Russell Barkley, rather than it being a behavior that they're just doing because of different situations or different things. So when you start to really understand and see the ADHD in your kid, you start to see how they need more help. And that will be different depending on each kid. So for this return to school, time it is such a time of change and our kids all need such a huge amount of support and guidance anyway but kids with ADHD need so much more and they need it always and that those needs just change over time but they always need you to be there to support them and guide them and help them and to see where they're falling down so that you can help prop them up again so you can boost them with whatever way it might be and school in particular is just so much the kind of antithesis of ADHD in a way. It's such a different kind of environment and so hard to try and keep attention and focus and concentrating and following things that other people are deciding and, you know, choosing what it is you need to be doing. And as I call it, like they're almost like a square peg in a round hole trying to fit into a system that doesn't quite work very, you know, so to support the kids with special needs at times. Other times it can be amazing and, the, you know, the teachers and the school staff can really take it on board and understand. But just the whole day in its own right is a demand and a challenge and can be very draining for kids with ADHD. So your kind of piece as a parent is to be coming from a place of I'm here to support and help and that sometimes they need a little bit of kind of us to pull back a bit when they come home from school. So particularly like the first couple of weeks getting back into school with all of this change that's been going on recently that any of this kind of difference of routine is a real struggle for us all to deal with and particularly after COVID now it's going to be a shock to the system for us all as to how we get used to this routine again going back to school. Our kids with ADHD need so much more help and support with that shift. It could be really positive shift for some and it could be really helpful for you know for them and then for others it might be really hard and they'll be dragging their heels to get in the door. But this is the long haul they're getting back to a routine and it takes a long time to make those kind of real life changes to have that kind of habit forming. So kind of weather the storm of the first few weeks of whatever upheaval it might be, but think in the long term that we need to kind of help support them all throughout the whole entire school year. Kids at ADHD love novelty and variation and difference and kind of keeping their interest in whatever way you can you know, be sparking that it's exciting and new and different. And that's where I think some kids are going to do really well because it's it's the novelty again of seeing their friends and getting to connect that we all are craving and needing. And it's just particularly parents to remember that come October, November, December, they're still going to need that help and guidance and us to under, our understanding um, to help them through with this shift that it takes a bit longer for some. And say others might take like be like a duck to water, but it is... Um, you know, it is definitely a challenge of just returning to school will be 
will be hard for everybody. But when you've got kind of the added difficulty with managing your own ability to kind of control everything and your own executive function and so you know organizing and planning and you know, problem solving and thinking things through as well as keeping a, a lid on the big emotions that take over as well as keeping your attention and concentration and following what you know who where am I meant to be when all of that is really draining and needs to be kind of probably draining for a child with ADHD in any given new school year because of the fuss around the new uniform the new shoes you know I know my own kids the excitement around getting into all these crisp new clothes and but at the same time for a child with ADHD it might I can imagine that it might become a bit overwhelming emotionally and if on top of that you've got all these extra precautions the school are taking with pods and bubbles and whatever else we've heard of how do you think that impacts on a child's emotional state of mind and how can parents manage that for them? Definitely, it is hugely overwhelming. Like, it's, you know, I, I'm overwhelmed by trying to imagine it for my kids. So, you know, I, you know, they're ones who are going to have to go through it and experience it. For, we can understand that, that that's a commonality for everybody. But when we see the ADHD, you see that there's, this is, the managing of those feelings are so hard to do at times. And we will see spillover as parents. We will see them not, been able to keep it all together at certain times right now there might be the excitement of the you know the, the newness and we're going back getting the school books for others could be really stressful and going oh god i got it we've been really nice and supported at home and it's worked well for some and i think for parents to kind of know that their role is to be the strong supportive stable nurturer guider helper that they're not there to fix every problem but they can absolutely help their child feel that they're being heard and seen through their problems. So taking a pause, not kind of pushing them to be doing more, which is a natural kind of piece that we get, oh, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. Now that we're back back to school, we need to go back doing all the after school activities or you need to be doing more study or you need to get back doing homework. All of that just needs to take a pause for right now to help with that overwhelm that is there so we need to just kind of pull back on if you get out the door to school that's success that mm-hmm. is absolute achievement because that hasn't happened for the last six months mm-hmm. um and i know for me it always feels like anyway with my with adhd that to me is the biggest success in the day when we get out the door uh, on time and you know it's taken a lot of work to try and get to that point of where we can do it regularly all the time because it's the adhd is so much in every every aspect of them that it can be hard as a parent to see that this is their ADHD not just they're not listening to me um, and that their blowouts of when they get really worked up because you ask them to put a plate in the dishwasher say is because they're they're just overspilling with everything else that's going on and you know this the storming off the, the things that you might get directed at you as a parent don't take it personally see it as for what it is which is a kid going through a very you know, challenging time, overwhelming time that has his own, his or her own challenges already that needs extra help with managing their feelings anyway. And then we've got, you know, to support them um, through this big upheaval that we're all going through. Absolutely. And do you think then for a parent, if you set a very rigorous, um, without being, you know, too strict, rigorous routine in the child's life, just a structured routine, is that the best approach? 
Absolutely, absolutely. We know that people with ADHD crave routines, whether or not they like it or choose it themselves or able to manage it, you know, kind of do that themselves. They, when they've got a good structure and know what's coming next, what am I doing? Where am I at right now? It helps to provide that kind of um, calmness to the chaos. So the, they're, you know, with the ADHD, there are millions of different things to be thinking about and focusing on. And we know the routine as parents, but for them, it, they don't need to hold that information in their head because they've got, you know, so many other things there to be holding. So when we provide that kind of boundaries of here's what's happening now, that's what's happening next. So first this, then that. It can help them just to kind of pull in the attention and pull in their focus and help them to try and switch off all the other multiple channels that are going on um, as well. And so just keeping it simple and not putting too much demands for right now on that routine. And that's what I'm saying, like, whereas, yes, it is, I know, like, football trainings and things like that are all, back, you know, the sports are all, some of them are getting back up for the trainings and the matches and things. So that puts an added demand. But if a child can just pause for now, they haven't done it for the last while, then, you know, put a pause on that. Maybe it's, you know, kind of give a little bit more focus on the, right, our sleep is our number one. You know, it's absolutely okay. paramount. That is what we have to really focus on for right now is getting back into the sleep routine. It takes around three weeks to form a habit and only three days to break it. So, you know, we've it takes a while. It could be up to three months for some, and particularly yeah. for ADHD, that winding down and shutting off from all that stuff. That's what you need to intervene with. That's what they need help with. And that's where the routine comes in. So having a good routine that has physical exercise is paramount throughout the day um, within that uh, within the routine at school is kind of a set structure but then to try and kind of think okay as our family time if we can get some exercise at some point after school as a way to help to feel to help to you know that it is a strategy that's proven to work um, for helping with sleep issues so when they are able to do a bit more exercise throughout the day they're then more tired and able to get to sleep a little bit easier there's loads of other strategies obviously for sleep in particular but just as a number one you know kind of for people with ADHD it is routine 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 and then you're talking you know, sleep exercise good nutrition they're the same that has been advised for everybody for return to school because that's what all those strategies help our mental health anyway and help support us. But kids with ADHD need it so much more. There's a real need for all of those structures and that physical working of the body as well as the good nutrition and the sleep to try and help support as much as we can the body um to then and that'll help to be able to kind of keep the the lid on all the other stuff yeah yeah and i guess if you as a parent take responsibility for the routine and setting the bedtime and bringing all that back into their lives now it almost takes the pressure off the child to have to remember things or think of things parent has made it easier for them yeah absolutely now i know for certainly for teenagers it's going to be a challenge (laughs) there's no doubt but and it's not about kind of having the dictatorship approach either that this is what has to happen we need to collaborate and work together and try and encourage this as that nurturing that piece of trying to i'm seeing where you're coming from and i'm hearing you and respecting you where you're at but 
when stuff that you're doing, like, you know, staying on your phone, Snapchatting to your friends or whatever it might be, is impacting on your sleep, then that's my job as your parent to come in and say, hang on, I need to help you with that and you need my help. How is that help going to look? Can we talk about it together? What's the best way that I can help you through this? How can I boost you so that you can do what you need to do, which is get a good night's sleep? And that's a whole different approach to I'm taking off your phone and you're not getting your how you say it i suppose isn't it yeah and i mean i'm sure there's a lot of children now who are 12 13 years of age kind of starting that teenage road and maybe making that transition into first year secondary school for the first time and having been out of school for five six months have you any advice for parents of those children it's a time of such unknown And in uncertainty, we need to have some sort of um, stability and something that at least we know this and that it helps us to feel that much more connected. So parents, first of all, kind of talking about the feelings of the unknown and that's completely and listening to them, not jumping in with, oh, well, it's okay, everybody will be fine. Listening to what your kid is actually saying. They mightn't want to talk with you right now, particularly the 12 or 13 age. It's, you know, they mightn't fully open up. But if you even just go for a walk or you know, play, kick a football or do something together and just throw the words in as to, you know, throw out a sentence, you know, you know, what are you thinking about school? What are you feeling about going back? And hear what they say. Then try to say, okay, so that that's your feeling. Let's validate it and hear it and accept it. That's that is what, yeah. what you're feeling right now. The next part is then to say, have you any option, any ideas as to what might help you with that? Have you ideas? I have some ideas, but have you ideas? And if, you know, trying to hear their ideas as to what might be good for them. And even, you know, for the first week, it might be, okay, is there something nice that we could do together the first couple of weeks that we could do together to help you? You know, because this is hard. This is a hard time and I'd love to just do something. Um, and whether it's, a mug of hot chocolate when you come in the door or we go off or you know we go to the cinema at the weekend or whatever it is unique to your child that they're you know that will get them that they enjoy trying to do that something together gives them that stability and that connection and that groundedness in with you because you are their parent and that you are their their rock mm-hmm. um despite all the upheavals and ups and downs which <laughs> i know every parent goes through um but for them to know that you're there with them through that it is as it's such unknown so as much as possible preparing beforehand for whatever you possibly can so you know that's where photos of the school looking at the school checking out the books going through the kind of the timetable talking about that they most likely will need help with breaking down that timetable so putting in lists getting it structured so as to what do we need to do during our week in order to help you how can I help you with managing your all your schoolwork what happens is that with a shift of going into secondary school is we shift hugely our expectations as parents on them. And that's the problem where we always fall down is our expectations go too high versus where they are actually at. And that's why I say see the ADHD and see where your kid is at right now. I know definitely my son when he was in fifth class was told, well, you're in fifth class now, you should all be ready for going into secondary school. So we all have to get ready for secondary school. I was like, he's only in fifth class. He's not able for that right now. Yeah. You need to... He's just, you can't just expect him now that you, you know, three, you know, it's suddenly changed. You're no longer in sixth class. Now you're in first year. You should be able to do this all by yourself. The word should has to be taken out and we have to look at what can you do? 
What are the real things that you can manage yourself that you're able to do when you can do? And what else do we need to put in some help with? And that might be, okay, you can take down your homework yourself, but you might need help with actually getting the books out and organizing what homework am I doing? And, and that's where the timetables and the planners and the checklists and the reminders and all of those strategies to help with that organization bit um, might need to come from you as the parent because they're not there yet. And so we shift our expectations in, into their inter transition year, into transitioning into the secondary school. Now they should suddenly be mini adults. And we have to see where their skills are and what they're able for and what is it that they need guidance with and help with as well. And it's the same from school as well. Now, I know it's only so much parents can do, but parents can inform school and talk to teachers or send an email to the year head to say, listen, I'm happy for this to be shared with the teachers that are involved with my kid. Um, but here are some things, you know, that, you know, it's a good idea to kind of identify here are things that work for my kid um, or good to know about. And... So, for instance, some kids take longer to process the kind of verbal questions that they've been asked. That is a known fact with ADHD. They will have slower processing speed um, because there's so much going on. So if you ask my kid a question, they might say, I don't know. But could you give them a warning or give them a chance to come back to it and tell them that you're going to ask them the question and come back to them 10 minutes later or half an hour later at the end of the class? Um, they probably have the answer for you then. You know, little bits like that that can help make the difference is really understanding your kid and every kid is different. That's the best thing about ADHD is there's no two the same. It, yeah. We are all so unique and different. Um, I guess that is good advice in terms of a lot of parents may not feel it's appropriate to highlight their, their child or make their child stand out amongst the other children in the class to the teacher. But yeah. actually to send a little note to the teacher, like an email and say, these are the things my child is really good at and these are the things my child struggles a little bit with. Yeah. Surely that can really help set your child up for a more positive year with a new teacher. Absolutely. And it's, it's back to when you see the ADHD and really understand it, and that's what I go through a lot within the courses that I do, it's with parents, it's about you then seeing this isn't within their control. This is as I said, the neurological, biological disability. This is, if it was in another firm, and I do quite like, if they had diabetes or if they were in a wheelchair, what would you be doing? You would be going in and explaining to the, to the school, here are the ways they need their insulin or here's what we need for their wheelchair. It's the exact same with ADHD. It is not that the child won't do the things, it's that they can't because of the way the ADHD is impacting on them. And particularly the understanding the brain in particular and all that we thankfully have a lot of research now coming out with it and it might be reviewed and changed as a, ter as a terminology um, for the ADHD in its own right. Um, because I know some of the experts are saying, you know, it's an executive functioning disorder and it is, this is, to say it's in a deficit of attention is wrong. It's actually, they are tending to absolutely everything all the time or lots of different things. And so we need to give that support and structure and help and understanding that, okay, they're not going to be able to um, focus on me and focus on their schoolwork and do everything that I've been bombarding them with if I'm giving them 25 questions at the one time. And they need time to process or they need space or they need to be guided. And that's what the structure and the routine, the timetables, the help with all of that comes in and kind of yeah, supports them as well. So definitely I know a lot of parents are very keen not to mark their kid out as different 
when your child has ADHD, it won't take long for the teachers to recognize that they are different. Mm-hmm. And whether they've managed through, you know, primary school or secondary school, for some, they, it, it doesn't, they can manage well up to a certain age. And then you see this gap happening of where the, the demands of the world around them are exceeding their ability, their capacity of what they can do. And so you'll either get it extrovertedly kind of shown where you'll get the external kind of the behavior of them um, getting into arguments, getting into fights, you know, talking back to the teacher or answering back. Or you get it internally done where they start shifting out and shutting down and switching off and become more depressed and withdrawn and anxious. So we need to help them and recognize that they they need this, these extra supports in place. And that one of the biggest supports is, is the understanding. As well and Gwen, in your role then with uh, Boost OT Ireland, you actually run courses for parents. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the the parent the courses that I do for parents, I'm I've I've done a lot of within lots of lots of different types of parenting courses over the years. And what I know even for myself as a parent, there's a huge amount of information out there and we attend something and kind of listen to stuff and I know the evidence shows we only get around five percent of information out of any lecture we attend whereas when we talk to somebody and actually discuss it as to what we've just heard and talked about it and talk with somebody else who's going through a similar enough experience and working that way together we gain so much more the research again shows 50 to 75 percent of the information we learn um, and that's what my courses are about it's not about just giving you bombarding with information so they're not webinars they're not just sit and listen and you do um you walk out of it and you'll remember one or two things that i've said and maybe that might make a change and you might do something different with it. oh she said that or maybe i'll try that that's not at all what my courses are about is making real practical difference so huge amount of it is shifting your expectations and shifting your understanding your perspective of adhd and uh, the other part is working together with other parents where they collaborate and, and discuss it and kind of go through it and so we'll have booster pods as I'm going to call it for, for kind of coming together in smaller groups and trying to kind of support each other as parents as well it is as a parent you know it is very difficult parenting a child with ADHD it is you know it's really hard um yeah I as I said I have a, a job my, my son is um 11 now and I definitely would not like I work with kids with ADHD this is my job this is what I do every day and it is so frustrating still (laughs) and I you know know all the stuff but it's that coming together with someone else to really help you see the oh actually if I just make this little change and if I make the shift and I see that difference and that that's where my booster boost OT Ireland kind of courses are about is about boosting you in the best way possible with information with the evidence with the research with support and with connection with other parents to try and help you to really you have to be involved in this process it's not it's not come sit back and just watch um you actually have to do a lot of self-reflection a lot of awareness a lot of analysis of what's going on for you within your family within you within your child and then look at it and, and make decisions for your life to make those changes and the only person as I said to get at the start who can make the change is you and yeah. I'm just the, the kind of the guider to support and to kind of you know show you the, the way of different options but it's up to you to make those changes and hopefully that's my the, the parent course is kind of I call it like a workshop a collaborative um, interactive problem solving 
um, workshop as well that it's coming together is what's really important in that. I mean, I guess that sometimes the hard thing for parents is to not do everything for your child, to try and hold yourself back. Yeah. Find a way to let your child find their own. Yeah. Yeah. More. And, and we, Any we parent, it's hard to do. Absolutely. And we jump in hugely. And then when our kid is going through, you know, big, huge turmoil and big upset, we tend to add fuel to the fire by jumping in more. And sometimes all we can do, all we have control over is our own responses to this, to the situation. We can't change our child. We can't change their reactions. We can't change how they um, are, you know, the, the, the we, but we can change how we see them, how we support them, how we respond to them. And that's the bit that I would say when parents kind of see that bit, that, that that's all you can do. And you can guide them and help them, but it's, it will take longer for others then for you know for 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 some and our expectation that you should be able to do this now is what we need to shift and change and yeah. understand where they are at really and try to see that so great um, yeah. and Gwen where if people are interested in looking into some of these courses to work with you um where can they find you and yeah, so my website is um, www.boostotireland.com and the email address is boostotireland at gmail.com. So I have some information on the courses up there and, um, and you know, that I've, I've do some for ADHD there's also for autism as well as for people with kind of mental health issues as well um but specifically for the ADHD there's the information up there at the minute but the best way is to just contact me send me an email I'm all about connection and personal kind of in kind of engagement and stuff I'm I'm much more old school on that so um yeah. just flag me an email or a text or and um yeah an email will get the text um and I'll definitely try and link in with you in whatever way I can to help and support yes. as well um, and I, I, I definitely feel that I, I don't do my focus at the moment is not doing individual work because I know and I from my experience I feel the group work is where you get the best and the most kind of support and and, and change and shift um, happening so that that's why I really am focusing just on working in groups but how yes. you know those groups are and how much you want to contribute yourself when you're within that group is up to you but um and say it's just so long as you come with willing to reflect and, and awareness and to try and kind of change who, where you're coming from and um, that will help shift how your kid is doing too. Fantastic great that sounds really good and definitely working together can often you know you can learn so much more um, I think we could probably talk all day Gwen because exactly. there's so many <laughs> I know <laughs> even in terms of schooling there's so many topics we could delve into but I think maybe yes for this session we leave it there and what we'll do Perfect. is we look to do another session on specific areas like the leaving cert or transition year yeah. even primary school let's yeah, um, revisit specific topics so that you can give it the time that you need um, and people can benefit then from your advice but I think that's been really really interesting and really helpful so thank you so much Gwen for that Brilliant. thank you thanks so much I hope it helps <laughs> I, I hope so I, I certainly thought it was very interesting um, okay well from uh, myself, Anne, at ADHD Ireland. Um, thank you very much, Gwen, for joining us today. And we'll certainly revisit with another chapter to this conversation at another time. Thanks so much, Anne, for having me. Thanks again. Best of luck to everybody out there as well with the big return to school. Mm -hmm.